The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss some of the lesser known college football historical oddities from every team in the Mid-American Conference, the MAC. And we'll concentrate on those oddities that are lesser known. So in alphabetical order, here we go. Akron Zips. The Akron Zips back in 1937 were known as the Akron Zippers. And I recently did a podcast on this. On October 23rd, 1937, Akron Zips' Dick Miller put on an epic performance as he recorded six interceptions in a set in a single game in a seven to nothing shutout of Baldwin Wallace. His interception in the first quarter at the 38 yard line, where he returned it way down to the eight yard line that led to the game's only touchdown. And in the fourth quarter, near the game's end, his sixth interception of the game, six, snuffed out Baldwin Wallace's last attempt to preserve the victory. The second lesser known historical oddity is that on November 15th, 1958, Akron fumbled the ball 13 times in a scoreless tie against Baldwin Wallace. Ball State Cardinals. The first of the lesser known historical oddities occurred in 1948. Ball State was shut out their first two games, 33 to nothing to St. Joseph and 12 to nothing to Eastern Illinois to start the season 0-2. And then in a sudden turn of events, Ball State rebounded in the third game as they shut out Huntington 53 to nothing and then proceeded to win the last six games of the season, four by shutouts to finish the season six and two. The second of the lesser known historical oddities was that in 1996, Ball State's punter Brad Maynard became the first punter in the history of NCAA Division I-A football to be named the conference's most valuable player of the year. In 1995, the season before, Brad Maynard set a school single game record of 56 yards per punt in a single game. In that season, he set a single season record of 46 yards per punt. Bowling Green Falcons. The first of the lesser known historical oddities was in 1921, Bowling Green's third season of football. The Falcons defeated Finley 151 to nothing as they scored 22 touchdowns. This was the most points recorded in the 1921 season for any team. Now the next game, they were shut out by Ashford 27 to nothing. So if you are counting, that is a 178 point differential between the two games. The second lesser known historical oddity was in 1931, the Falcons had an unusual record, three wins, one loss and four ties. In the first five games of the season, Coach Warren Stellar's Falcons had three, three scoreless ties. 
at zero to zero three times. And up to that point in the season, had not allowed a single point all season as they shut out five opponents by a combined score of 19 to nothing in those five games. As they started the season with two wins, no losses, three ties, only to finish with three wins, one loss, four ties. Bowling uh, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bulls, excuse me. The first of the lesser known historical oddities is just plain, well, weird. In the last game of the 1895 season, Buffalo tied Rochester 6-6. to Now follow this. In the first two games of the 1896 season, Buffalo's tied Syracuse and Hobart. Each game was a 6-6 tie. In the game that followed those three 6-6 ties, Buffalo defeated St. Bonaventure 6-5. Now, if you're keeping track over three-season three stretch, Buffalo had three consecutive 6-6 ties in a fourth game where they scored six points with a record of 1-0-3. The second of the lesser-known historical oddities may even be more weird. In 1899, Buffalo went 6-0, and they shut out every team they faced. In 1900, Buffalo went 1-1-2, and one win, one loss, two ties, and every game was a shutout. Then in 1901, after opening the season with a 17-6 loss to Western Reserve, Buffalo shut out the next four teams they faced on the schedule before themselves being shut out by Michigan. That one was 128 to nothing to finish four and two. Now keep following this. In 1902, Buffalo finished with two wins, four losses, and one tie. And you guessed it, every game was a shutout. And in 1903, Buffalo opened the season with two shutout losses. So if you're keeping track over a five-year stretch, Buffalo played, well, 25 games. And 24 of the 25 games were shutouts. Their record in that stretch, 13 wins, nine losses, three ties. Central Michigan Chippewas. In the 1916 and 1917 seasons, under the tutelage of two different coaches, every game is a shutout. And not only that, but check this out. The season that followed, followed with the exact same paradigm. 1916, Central Michigan opened the season by shutting out Western Branch High School 39 to nothing. Then to finish the 1916 season, the Normalites, as they were called back then, went on to be shut out themselves in every game of the remainder of the season to finish one and five. Then the next season in 1917, Central Michigan opened the season, shutting out Bay City Western High School 7 to nothing. They then went on to be shut out themselves the remainder of the season to finish one and two. The second of the lesser known historical oddities for Central Michigan was that in 2001, Central Michigan's James King, James King blocked eight kicks that season. Eastern Michigan Eagles. The first of the lesser known historical oddities was way back in 1896. Coach Fred Green's only year as head coach of the Michigan State Normal School, as they were called back then. Now they're Eastern Michigan. And every game was a shutout as they went four and one. They shut out Hillsdale to open the season 18 to nothing. And then in the second game of the season, they were shut out by Michigan 24 to nothing. Their last three games of the season, Michigan State Normal Schools shut out Ann Arbor High School 30 to nothing, Albion 52 to nothing, and the Detroit Athletic Club 10 to nothing. The second of the lesser known historical oddities was in 1901, when the Michigan State Normal School went three and five. Now that's not unusual, you say. Of the eight games they played, check this out. They played three teams twice that season. In the first and third games of the season, they lost both games to Michigan JV. 
in the second and fourth games of the season. They split their two games with Michigan Al Kylie Works. And then on consecutive weekends, they played Albion and they lost both games. Now that season, they also lost to Kalamazoo and to Michigan School for the Deaf. Golden State, uh, Kent State Golden Flashes. The first of the lesser known historical oddities is one you really don't hear very often. Kent State's first season was 1920. Absent a 1-0 forfeit win over St. Ignatius, Kansas State did not score in any game. They were shut out every game for the first three seasons of play. And they did not score until the third game of the fourth season, the 7-6 loss to West Liberty. <coughs> that followed, in case you're wondering, a 118-0 shutout loss to Bolden Wallace. <coughs> Now, the second of the lesser known historical oddities is another one you don't hear very often, and it is tied to the first oddity. Kenton State did not win a game until the fourth game of their sixth season, a 7-6 defeat of West Liberty in 1925. Now, remember, their first game was back in 1920. That's six seasons earlier. So if you're keeping track to tie these two historical oddities together, this means a couple of seven to six games against West Liberty broke two long, very futile streaks for Kent State. Miami, Ohio Red Hawks. The first of the lesser known historical oddities is that in Division 1A, of the 31 schools to win 700 or more games, Miami is one of only three teams from a mid-American conference to be on that list, at least at the time of this podcast. The other two mid-majors, Army and Navy. The second of the lesser known historical oddities is that in 1891, with no head coach, the Miami, Ohio Redskins, now they're called the Red Hawks, had one of the strangest seasons in college football history. It was a two game season. They opened with a shutout loss to Wesleyan, Ohio Wesleyan, 104 to nothing. Then in the next game, they shut out the Hamilton Athletic Club, 38 to nothing. Northern Illinois Huskies. The first of the lesser known historical oddities is that in consecutive years, and I follow this, in 1912, we'll start there, Northern Illinois scored 114 points. On October 19, 1912, Northern Illinois defeated Wheaton 114-7, to only to finish 3-5. and The next season, Northern Illinois' defense allowed 115 points, as on October 4, 1913, nearly a year later, Northern Illinois allowed 115 points to Beloit as they lost 115 to nothing. They finished the season with three wins, three losses, three ties, to include two scoreless ties that season. So Northern Illinois joins this small elite group of Division I-A programs who, in the course of their history, have scored over 100 points in a game and have allowed over 100 points in a game. The second of the lesser known historical oddities occurred on November 17, 1934, when Northern Illinois' Reno Nori set a record that well can never be broken, as he had a 99-yard touchdown run against University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. Ohio Bobcats. The first of the lesser known historical oddities occurred on November 22, 1929. Ohio faced Wittenberg. And you got to follow this play out here. Ohio entered the game 8-0. They outscored opponents up to that point, 273-7. And with the win, they would finish with the perfect season, undefeated, untied. But as they had won in such dominating fashion all season, 
the team had the added pressure of needing to win this game in dominating fashion to put itself high on that pedestal in the history of college football. So their coach, Don Peden, a legend, coached them playing at home in the last game in front of 6,000 fans. And a snowstorm took it, took in. And that snowstorm just blanketed the field. With a little more than four minutes into the game, Wittenberg was forced to punt from the own five-yard line, and the Bobcats rushed the punter. So he got off a 25-yard punt, and suddenly Ohio had first and 10 at the Wittenberg 30. On first down, Chick Young lateral to fullback Russell Kepler, and Kepler races in 30 yards to give the Bobcats a 7-0 lead five minutes into the game. On the ensuing possession, Ohio held Wittenberg to a three and out. And subsequently, Ohio had the ball back at their own 28-yard line. They mounted a drive, scored a touchdown, and the first quarter lead was 14 to nothing. On the ensuing possession, again, Wittenberg held on downs. Again, forced a punt. But it was snowing, remember? And it was a poor punt. And Ohio had a first down on Wittenberg's 25-yard line as the first quarter ended. Ohio took it in for a touchdown and now led 21 to nothing early in the second quarter. They never looked back to secure that dominating win in dominating fashion over Wittenberg that day. The second of the less known historical oddities was that on October 4th, 1997, playing away from home, Ohio amasses 612 rushing yards in a 47 to seven defeat of Eastern Michigan. Toledo Rockets, the first of the lesser known historical oddities is that Toledo's first game was in 1917. In their first game ever as a football program, they played Detroit and they lost their first game ever, 145 to nothing. The second of the lesser known historical oddities occurred on November 11th, 1967. It was in a 35 to nothing shutout of Northern Illinois. Coach Frank Lattenberg's Toledo Rockets set an NCAA record as they held Northern Illinois to minus 109 yards rushing. Western Michigan Broncos. The first of the less known historical oddities occurred in the 1930 season. In the 1930 seasons, the Broncos had a weird three game stretch sandwiched between a 54 to nothing shutout of Central Michigan and a 52 to nothing shutout of Wayne State, Western Michigan was shut out themselves by Eastern Michigan, 19 to nothing. And the second of the lesser known historical oddities, it was a tale of two Dales, if you will, and two 86 yard punts. In 1938, Dale Morris of the Western Michigan Broncos had an 86 yard punt in a 13 to nothing shutout of Butler. Then 29 years later in 1966, Dale Livingston from Western Michigan had an 86 yard punt in a 27 to seven defeat of Kent State. Now, how would you like to be a punter, unload an epic 86 yard punt, only to tie, not break, tie a school record? Well, there you have it. A few of the lesser known historical oddities from every team in the MAC. Thank you for listening to the History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.